We pick up at the bottom of Daf Lamad Amud Bet, uh, at the very bottom, 30b, Amma Lea Baal Rav Yosef. We had had a discussion uh, in terms of uh, Rabbi Yehuda uh, talking about going to the mikveh. It says that before you perform a servant, uh, you have to go to the mikveh. And uh, we had brought two different opinions uh, about that. Uh, ben Zoma uh, said that uh, you, you it, actually he worked it out from Kavachomer, which gave it a dorata. Uh, uh, weight of a Dorata commandment and then we had Rabbi Yehuda who says no just to remind you uh, in case you were Tame before uh, so it's really rather very much a rabbinical thing so now uh, Abai asks the following question to Rabbi Yosef he says Rabbi Yehuda uh, he says it's just a, a kind of a reminder uh, uh, immersion, uh, 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 what happens if you have a chatzitza uh, on you? Some kind of uh, interposition uh, between you and the water uh, and in a normal situation, obviously that uh, would be a big problem and uh, would invalidate the immersion. But yeah, uh, maybe just doing it to remind you uh, of it so it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, and it maybe even if you have a chatzitza, uh, it wouldn't be uh, a problem. And it says, Amalai, so the answer to back is as follows, called the takun rabbanan, anything that the rabbis instituted, ka'in dorata takun. Uh, they instituted it as if it was a dorata. In other words, the rabbis, uh, in order to minimize any differences uh, from what uh, they what, what they uh, put in compared to the Torah, could lead to massive confusion if the rabbis uh, were seen to be instituting uh, something that is totally different uh, from uh, Torah law. So what they did was they, they kept everything as much as possible, uh, even though it was their decree, they kept it very similar to what would have been prescribed by the Torah. And therefore, as a result, chachitza uh, uh, is an issue over here, and uh, and therefore there, there there couldn't be anything interposing between your skin and the water. Uh, and now, and something that we had uh, discussed uh, briefly yesterday, Amalabai uh, Rav Yosef Sabai says to Rav Yosef, shma bia olo. Uh, coming in, uh, even just with a little part of your body, uh, is that defined as uh, coming in totally? Uh, is is you know what is the and 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 the results? I mean, this is uh, actually very applicable. Uh, for example, uh, if a person. Uh, puts his hand into the bathroom and then he wants to daven. Should you uh, wash your hand again? If you if you say the bathroom, uh, you, if people usually or, or have to wash their hands when they come out the bathroom. Would you have to wash again if you wanted to to daven? Things like that. Uh, so it has applicability uh, today. But here in, in this Gemara, obviously we're talking about uh, the Beit Hamikdash, uh, and he says, um, uh, The answer to that is uh, the thumbs, and we're talking here about the Mitzorah, which we discussed uh, towards the end of yesterday's daf as well, uh, we said uh, his thumbs will prove uh, to you that it is. Why? Shehen Bia B'miktzat, that it is Bia B'miktzat, it is defined as uh, an entry. Vatanya, we learned in Ebrata, Mitzorah Tovel Vomeid B'Shar Nikono. The Mitzorah toivels beforehand and he waits at the entrance to Sha'ar Nikono and then he puts his uh, fingers through uh, a little bit into the uh, Sha'ar Nikono uh, and uh, the Kohen applies uh, uh, the blood uh, of his sacrifice of that uh, that Mitzorah's sacrifice, the blood and the 
oil, and he puts it on his on his thumbs. He also puts it on his ear, and he also puts it on his uh, big right toe. But uh, we are talking here it's about the right thumb, uh, and, uh, and 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 therefore we see that uh, because uh, you know just sticking in your hands uh, means you actually have to be clean, and that's why you have to go to the mikvah uh, before, even though it is just obviously not your whole body that's going in, just your your thumbs, your ear, and your toe. Vatanya, uh, and we learned uh, about uh, that a similar kind of question. Matsura Tavavo Mabdashanikon, sorry, that, that's it, uh, that was what we just quoted. Ibalu, the question is, Mao Shiase Sakin Varuka Avishkot, what happens if a person would take a, 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 a non Kohen? And let's say, for example, uh, he is Tame, uh, he is stretched, if he takes a long knife, uh, can he go and shecht the animal? He's standing outside the courtyard, he's not allowed to come inside the courtyard because he is Tame, uh, but a long knife. He takes a long knife, he still wants to do shkita, a very long knife, uh, and he shakes the animal. Uh, obviously someone else has got to hold the animal down, etc. And he obviously has to have uh, extremely good vision. Uh, all, the, all, all this is really just uh, an in theory kind of question, something that could never really happen. But uh, the Gemara just raised it as a possibility because uh, he, uh, we're going to see the application to what we've just learned uh, momentarily. So the Gemara comments about this. Uh, you could ask this question both according to Ben Zoma and uh, the Rabbis. And it obviously means uh, Rabbi Huda as well. Uh, you can ask about uh, the, 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 uh, the Rabbis as well and, and, and say that uh, even the Rabbis who, do, who disagree, um, uh, you know, uh, you can argue with the rabbis. It could be even asked as a question to the rabbis, the Rabbi Yehuda, who argue uh, with Rabbi Yehuda and don't and say that uh, not everyone has to go to the mikveh uh, at all. Okay, so so what are these different opinions? You can even ask as according to uh, Ben Zoma, uh, who always says that you have to go to the mikveh. That was that Kav Homer. Uh, he says, Gavai. Uh, that's only a person who comes inside uh, the courtyard, right? And this person, even the Matsura, uh, comes inside, even though it is a minimal amount, uh, just with his thumbs. Uh, so he would have to go to the mikveh before. Aval Levarai, this person, the other person doing the shkita, uh, he is standing outside uh, the courtyard with a long knife. Uh, it says law. So maybe he would not need to go to the mikveh. Uh, or else do we say, no, what we are worried about is that the person will get pulled after his shkita. Uh, he will, he will uh, think that, oh, yeah, I need to get closer, I need to move. And all of a sudden, he'll be stepping inside uh, the courtyard and uh, the animal will kind of draw him in. Uh, and that would be highly problematic because now he is tame and he has uh, gone inside the courtyard. You're not ever allowed to do that. Uh, uh, I suppose, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the discussion about tuma hutra or anything like that. So, you know, but in the, the majority rule is that uh, you would have to uh, stay outside. And now we can actually raise it the other way. You can even ask uh, the, the question according to the rabbi. You argue with Rabbi Huda. Uh, and they say, Ad kan lok ama Rabbanan hatam, the lok avidavoda. 
uh, in terms of the uh, the the person, the matzora, sticking his hands through, uh, we say he uh, there's there's no problem with him doing that because he's not doing any avoda that is not uh, defined as any form of service. He's becoming purified. Uh, it says aval hacha the ka'avid avoda, but here he is doing an avoda, even though uh, a zar uh, is uh, kosher to uh, you know, for shkita, and we say normally we don't associate uh, a non-kohen with avoda. Here we're talking that it is uh, we we loosely define it as an avoda, uh, as a service. <clears throat> uh, you know, so we say law. Maybe the rabbis would not uh, agree, or Dilma law shna, or maybe uh, there's no differentiation in both cases, and and we don't need uh, them to be toiled in any case. So uh, the Gemara doesn't answer uh, any of these questions, and it leaves it as unresolved. We say teku. Okay, continuing, uh, quoting the Mishnah, uh, the, the, the Kohen Gadol goes five times to the Mikvah and he sanctifies his hands and feet ten times uh, during the day. Uh, there, there are five uh, times that he goes to the Mikvah and ten times that he does Kiddush Yodayim Raglayim, sanctifying his hands and his feet from the cure. Tovel Kohen Gadol, he toils the Kohen and he does the Kiddush uh, on Yom Kippur. Uh, the Kiddush Yadam Veraglaim on Yom Kippur. Vuklan Bukoresh, Bebeta Parva, and all of them are done uh, on, this, on the roof of the Beta Parva uh, in the south part of the uh, the courtyard, as we've explained at the beginning of Amasekhet, Chutz Mirishona, except for the first one, Shata Bechol Al Gabesh Aramayim, except for this first one uh, that was done. Uh, in the in the non-sanctified area on top of the water gate uh, that was next to his chamber uh, as we learned uh, that his chamber was also in the south uh, and that reduced the need uh, for him to be walking around north to south north to south uh, as, as we discussed uh, that you know towards the I think it was on Duff uh, 6, 7 or 8 there or thereabouts in Amasekhet okay Ketzad Lishkach um, uh, uh, so, uh, so uh, you know, it was next to his chamber. All right, I'm Abai. So Abai says, "Shema mina, einatam gavua mikaka azara esrim brushlosh ama." The Abai says, "Einatam," which is the uh, a spring uh, that is higher than uh, the the Temple Mount. Okay, and 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 therefore it was it, it uh, flowed downwards. Uh, there was uh, different water. Water channels that that were made, uh, enabling the water to flow uh, downwards into the uh, the temple. So it supplied the temple with water. It says we learn from here. It was higher than the floor of the the courtyard. Uh, it was more than twenty three amot. Uh, twenty three amot higher than the courtyard. Did uh, none as we learned in the Mishnah in Midot. All the gates uh, that were in the temple, their height was uh, twenty amot high, uh, and their width was uh, ten. Uh, Cubit uh, says Chutz Mishal Ulam, except for the the one uh, for the Ulam that was actually double. That was forty high and twenty wide. Okay, Vatanya, uh, uh, and uh, you know by the way, uh, you know we also learned uh, a few days ago as well. Uh, the eastern gate was not uh, that high, at least according to the one opinion. So you could see over it and inside when uh, when you were doing the prayer of my service, uh, you could see inside uh, the uh, uh, the courtyard. All right, so we did uh, we did see. The
that with Heichel. All right, so we did see that as well. All right, Vatanya, we learned in Ibrata, uh, it says, Varchatz Basaro, Vamaim, you should wash his flesh in water, Vamaim uh, Mikvah, that is talking about a Mikvah, uh, and then it says, Kol Basaro, uh, all of your flesh, right? Uh, that uh, a few verses later, it says, Kol Basaro, Amaim, Shekogu for Ale, Ole, Bahen, enough so that your whole body can go in at once. Vachamahen, how much is it? Ama, 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 Al Ama, one by one, Ama, length and width, a broom, Shloshamot, and a depth of three amot uh, and we know uh, that is enough uh, to add up to uh, uh, 40 sa'ah uh, which is the, the minimum size of a mikvah and we say that a person would generally go in uh, standing up that's how you would walk into the mikvah standing up we don't make him uh, kind of lie down uh, in the mikvah we don't have a, 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 a shallow uh, but like broad uh, mikvah we have like one that is uh, uh, you know, vertically quite high, even though it's a uh, narrow width and length. Um, all right, so uh, uh, that is uh, that is that. Uh, you know what we are talking about here. Uh, the Gemara in uh, Shkalim as well as Pesachim uh, also had this uh, type of uh, derivation, and there we went more into the maths, uh, where we talked about how many fingers uh, by fingers uh, is a cubit, and then we we, me- we measured it out uh, one by one by three. Uh, we said was the minimum size uh, that is forty saya of uh, of uh, of water. Okay. Um, <coughs> Continuing, uh, it says, Vaha Ika Ama Tikra Vama Maziva. We said that Aina Tam was 23 uh, um, uh, high, and we say the gate is 20 high, uh, and uh, then the mikveh has to be at least uh, th- is uh, 3 high, so therefore that is uh, uh, 23. Uh, but now the question is, Vaha Ika Ama, what about uh, the Amat Tikra? What about the, the the width of the ceiling and the amama ziva, and also the width of the of the plaster uh, that uh, fixes the, uh, the 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 mikvah into the floor. Uh, what about that? Uh, surely you have to add those on, uh, and then it would be uh, you know at least an amma uh, each, so that would end up being twenty five high. Uh, and it says sharim uh, devaita mikdash in terms of uh, the gates of the beta mikdash kevan deshaisha shisha ninhu they were made of marble. Uh, it says Mashu Abdilu. They were very thin, uh, and, uh, and and therefore we don't, as we'll see, we don't count them. Vaika Mashu. At least there is a little bit uh, of uh, of width, so it's not twenty three. It's more than twenty three. And the Gemara answers Kevan Tlo Have Amta Lo Chashivle. No, because there's you know it's it's not more twenty four. So it kind of rounds it down uh, to say it's twenty three. But it is twenty three and a bit. Because granted, you have to. To, uh, go and include uh, the width of the of the roof as well. It can't just float in midair. Uh, last part of the Mishnah: uh, Paris said in Shabbos, uh, they put a sheet of linen in front of the coin gadol for modesty purposes, uh, and it says Ma'ashna Shabbos Why Dafka of linen, and it says Kana as Rav Kana said Shuday Yakir Ashiavoratayom Bevigday Boots. No, he has to realize it's a, it's a reminder to him uh, that he's just about to go inside uh, the Kurdish Kodashim dressed in linen clothes. Uh, and it says, uh, the same thing here. Uh, so too, the, the linen um, 
cheat. So, you know, that, that wasn't about uh, this thing. Uh, but Rav Khanna was talking about a different issue. Uh, he says so that uh, the Kohen God will be aware that it's done in uh, the, his white linen, uh, a lot of the, the, the services that he was going to do in white linen. So, so to Hakanami in this case as well. Shiakira, uh, his, his clothing, they put linen sheets in front of him to remind him uh, that a lot of the avoda is done in linen clothes. Um, okay. Uh, next Mishnah, uh, and this really uh, for the you know for the first time properly uh, is going to start off uh, with the, uh, the the service of the Kohen Gadol uh, on Yom Kippur. Up until now, we've been dealing and mixing it up uh, bits and pieces with the, the normal everyday service, but this really here we start uh, with the the, the Kohen Gadol's uh, service itself. Pashat uh, Yarad, um, he says he takes off uh, his clothes, he goes to the mikvah of Ataval and he toivels himself, he immerses himself in the, in the mikvah, Vala, uh, Mr. Peg, and he, and he gets up and he dries himself. He gives him a towel and he dries himself. So, uh, that, you know, even though that sounds quite logical, what else is he going to do? Uh, no, specifically he has to dry himself uh, because... Um, it's important for him to dry himself. A number of different explanations uh, are given uh, for that. Uh, the one is uh, so that the water uh, does not act as a chatzitza uh, between him uh, and uh, his skin and the garments. The garments have to be flat on his skin, at, you know, with no chatzitza between the two of them. Water might act as a chatzitza. Uh, another idea is uh, that you know, if it was a hot day uh, and uh, you know it was hot or hot evening, uh, it could be that uh, he couldn't. He would enjoy. Uh, the coolness of the water on his skin. If he did that, uh, that would be a violation of venitim. If nashotachem, he'd uh, he'd be violating uh, the, the the prohibition against washing yourself and deriving enjoyment uh, from that washing. Okay, so that's you know it's not just a practical thing uh, to dry off. It has halachic significance. Uh, now continuing, a big day is a have and then they bring him the golden clothes and he uh, dresses in them and then after that he does uh, the, he sanctifies hands and feet again. Havu lo it's a tamid and then they bring him the tamid offering kratzo uh, and he starts shechting it. Uh, he, he goes most of the way through the two simanim. However. Uh, it, it says, uh, the, the, another Kohen steps in and finishes off the uh, the shkita uh, over there, shkita aliado, and uh, completes uh, the shkita on his behalf uh, because the Kohen has to move on. The Kohen Gadol, Kibel, et Hadam, Vizarko, he has to receive the blood. So in the middle of the shkita, uh, he, he, you know, he has to have cut most of the two pipes uh, and, uh, and then he lets another Kohen finish it off and he quickly moves to catch the blood that spurts from the the life blood from the animal's neck uh, that is um the the part that gets taken forward so he has to do the the, the, the both the shkita as well as the kabbalah so he has to get someone else to finish off uh, the shkita after he's done uh, luckily uh, correct shkita uh, but hasn't quite uh, finished it off another kohen uh, has to come and uh, finish it off so he can do the kabbalah and then uh, would would take it walk with it and then sprinkle that on the altar uh, continuing the mishnah says next he comes to burn 
the Ketoret, and this is the everyday Ketoret, uh, not to be confused with the special Ketoret, which we're going to see a lot about uh, in, I think it's next chapter. Uh, it says, Shoshachar, so he comes to uh, burn the normal Ketoret offering, uh, and come, and probably to clean uh, the ashes, to remove all the other ashes from the menorah. Lakriv, etarosh evarim, and uh, he comes to, to offer uh, the, the daily, uh, the head of the daily offering, the, the tamid offering, uh, he sacrifices the head and all the limbs uh, of the daily offering, and also vachavitin uh, and his uh, um, you know pancake offering, his uh, daily offering that he, he has to offer up every single day, vetayin, and also uh, the wine libation, he has to he has to do that. So he does uh, everything uh, of the of the day's service. Uh, you say the, the the morning incense is burned uh, between you know the sprinkling of the blood and the burning of the animal's limbs and it says Shabbat Shalom in the afternoon uh, the, the, the afternoon incense was burned Bain uh, Avarim uh, taking the limbs up to the altar and the libations uh, that uh, you know are part of the offering um, what happens if the, the Kohen Gadol uh, had a very delicate uh, constitution uh, or, if it was, or if he was old Macham uh, so what they used to do, uh, they you know they would heat hot water from him from before uh, Yom Kippur, and uh, they would keep it warm and then pour it into the cold mikvah uh, in order to take away a bit of the the, the, the coldness, so that the Kohen Gadol doesn't feel this massive discomfort by going in ice cold water. So the Gemara picks up, Amrua Rabbanon Kamada Rapapa. The Rabbi said in Rapapa, Hi, the Lord Rabbi Meir. This can't go like Rabbi Meir. Uh, what uh, our Mishnah can't go like Rabbi Meir. Why do you Rabbi Meir? If it goes like Rabbi Meir, Kivanda Amar, because Rabbi Meir says as follows, Trey Kedushi Alavisha Avid. What we do is we combine uh, the, the Kedushi or Daim Verglaim. He says that they're both connected to washing. Okay, and he says uh, it's, it's once before he puts on the clothing uh, and uh, and uh, you know and uh, and once uh, after uh, putting on uh, the clothing and so too so what we have he has to do hachanami lavid trei kedusha alavisha so what he should do is two uh, sanctifications two kedusha daim raglam when he changes his garment uh, but but yeah it seems that he he uh, what the Mishnah said uh, he takes off his clothes and he doesn't sanctify his hands and his feet. Papa uh, says no uh, the difference is not so extreme he says you do one Kiddush uh, and uh, you know when you um, take off your uh, the, the holy clothes and one uh, when you put on other holy clothes what are they arguing about uh, they're arguing about the following Pasuk uh, he should take off uh, the clothes uh, that he puts him on, uh, and then he should wash his his, uh, his his body in water, and then he should put on his clothes. Okay, so the, you know the, there are those uh, three things that you have to do. Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir says, Makish uh, Peshita Lelavisha. 
he says the the way it works is that uh, it is connected to taking taking off the clothes uh, is connected to putting on the clothes uh, as follows uh, and he says Malavisha uh, when you're putting on the clothes uh, you put on the clothes first you do what you have to do with the clothes Lavesh uh, Makadesh then you uh, do Kiddush Adam Raglam Af when you take off your clothes he says you do what you have to do uh, with your clothes uh, first you take them off first push uh, and then you do Kiddush Adam Raglam so it's uh, the, the clothes uh, stay in the place and then after uh, what you do with your clothes either taking them off or putting them back on uh, you do Kiddush Adam Raglam that is Rabbi Meir's view Rabbanan uh, Sarai the Rabbi say no Makish Pshitsa no we compare um, you know taking off clothes uh, to putting on the clothes Ma'alavisha the same way you're putting on your clothes Kushu Lavesh Makadesh once you're clothed uh, you do Kiddush so too, when you take off your clothes, uh, you do it when you are still dressed. Uh, the rabbis hold that it's not uh, very nice to be standing there without any clothes on and doing Kiddush Yadam Raglaim. And... Um, you know, and uh, and and according to the rabbis, we're going to uh, deal with this in a second. Uh, it would appear that uh, there's no kiddush, uh, you know, raglaim, uh, you know, in the first instance over here. So we could be one short. We'll deal with that uh, in a moment. Uh, it says, "Amr la rabbanan rapapa." The rabbi said to rapapa, "Umamatzit Is that really so? Uh, that what you say, Vatanya? We learned uh, the following brata. Fasud sadin shabutz bein olavein am. We spread this linen sheet." Between the Kohen Gadol and the nation, Pashat Riyadrat Vatavel. He takes off his clothes and he goes down uh, to the mikveh and he toivels. Alav Adistapeg and he gets up and he dries himself off. Vahavi Lo Big Dezahav and they bring him the golden clothes. Vilavash and he puts them on. Kiddush Adav Vraglav and then he does Kiddush Adav Vraglam. Rabbi Meir No Pashat Vigdash Adav Vraglav. What What do you do? He said Rabbi Meir says you take off your clothes. Uh, you 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 uh, uh, do you kiddush yadam raglaim? Uh, then you go down via rad v'taval. You go down and dip in the mikvah. Love and isabeg. You get up, dry yourself off. You lo big days have. Then you put on your golden clothes v'lavash, and then you put them on kiddush yadam raglaim. And then again you do kiddush yadam raglaim. And uh, you know so shashuri uh, that is you know this brata is contradicting you. Amalehu itanya tanya. If it was taught, it was taught. I was saying logically, uh, but here yeah, if this brata was taught that way, then that is. The uh, uh, that must be the correct uh, way of framing the dispute. In any case, what do we say? Bishlama Rabbi Meir. We can understand according to Rabbi Meir. Hanu Mishkachat is how you can find Asra Kedushin ten Kedusha Daim Raglams because you've got two and uh, even in the first uh, immersion. Okay, and then two, 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 two uh, will get you up to ten uh, every time he goes to mikveh. He does uh, twice, so you would add up to ten. Ella Rabbanan. According to the rabbis, you have a problem. Tisha because you only have one uh, during the first immersion then even if you have two, two and two and two uh, after that you'd only end up with nine so the rabbis would say uh, even the, the last uh, the rabbis say actually uh, there is one at the very end uh, when you take off the holy clothes that you got and you put on uh, non-holy clothes uh, it says you actually do a Kiddush Adam Raglam right at the end of
over there. So that is the tenth one according to uh, the rabbis. Uh, and as we've seen, uh, Rabbi Meir says, no, uh, you do it always uh, before uh, you put on your clothes uh, before. Uh, uh, you, you do what you have to do with the clothes first uh, and then you do uh, Kiddush Adayim Raglam. So when you take off your clothes then you've already done Kiddush Adayim Raglam uh, over there and, and you don't do it upon putting on uh, your, your your clothes uh, at the very end. Okay, uh, that is uh, that you know that's only when you put on holy clothes, sorry, uh, that, that you do it and not uh, any time uh, not if it's non-holy clothes. All right, uh, that's, this is a good place to stop. Uh, and uh, we carry on uh, with uh, the service of the Kohen Gadol. Tomorrow, everyone should have a great day.